0: Welcome to Fake Movie Experts, the movie podcast that breaks out a movie franchise one movie at a time. We're currently starting a new franchise this week as we're starting the Anchorman franchise. I'm the one that picked it. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel, who is losing his voice. I'm lo- I'm alongside here with Ricky Marcelli.
1: I'm Ricky Marcelli. Go fuck yourself, our fans.
0: What? Wow. Well, that's starting off hot there. What? It's on no. my
1: fucking lip? What? No. it's on the no. script. We
0: know, we know, dude. We're, we're talking not... about on the
2: waterfront, <laughs> on the waterfront,
0: water world, you yeah. know, more world, more... And let's not forget the uh, man that goes to the pants store. One Keith Sweatland. That's
2: probably the sweetest intro I've ever gotten in our entire history. I'm like, I'm touched. On it.
0: Well, he called your junior last week, so
2: yeah. But uh I I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna see how long I can go without doing a one of the one of the lines, you know.
1: I know I'm really trying <laughs> when we actually get into this to not just make this like an endless stream of quotes. It's gonna be hard though. It's gonna be hard. Say your, first
0: line, your first line is go fuck yourself and it's just like okay, cool. Yeah, wheel vagina. <laughs> there it is. Not not even.
2: Yeah. Oh, but also hold on, I gotta get in a thing. I might my voice also is kind of sucky because I'm getting over a little head cold, feeling a little yep. co- a little coffee poo. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if 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 the official stance of fake movie exports is that COVID isn't real, so it's not COVID.
1: That's not our oh, stance. I'm out here dying in the trenches trying to avoid getting pink eye for my fucking children. Well, tell them to quit farting in each other's eyes. I mean, did you ever stop farting in people's eyes? So No,
0: and I still do to this day. This is the Premiere Movie Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have standards, damn it. Well, let's talk Part. about the movie. Uh Agerman came out July 9th, 2004, rated PG-13 with a runtime of 1 hour and 34 minutes. A tight 90. Directed by Adam McKay. This was his first movie that he directed. He's directed such movies as Talladega Knight, Step Brothers, The Other Guys, The Big Short, Vice, and recently uh, 2021 not movie for Netflix, Don't Look Up.
1: Oh, I never watched Don't Look Up. I heard
2: it was weird. Oh, shit. Adam McKay's kind of good, right? Didn't he do the like the the whilst the uh, Kristen Bale money one
0: By, uh, the big short. Yeah. Yeah. He did that. Oh, you said. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah the movie is very good.
2: So
1: many of his movies outside of this one were movies that had to grow on me. I was like Talladega Nights in theaters. I walked out of it being like, not that funny. Now Talladega <laughs> Nights is
0: fucking like hysterical. Same that was me. Step
1: First viewing the Step Brothers. I was like, eh.
0: But that was now... Step Brothers. Yep
1: pretty high on the list
0: you
2: guys he did the dick cheney one right vice yeah oh vice
0: You said that <laughs> i've named them, i've named all the movies that you're like, saying oh, sure. did yeah. he do it
2: I don't, I, sure. I don't know why i was thinking that vice was something else which is funny but like
0: it, it's your new headphones you have on it's not yeah in. it's I'm, I'm dude my vibe is fucked right now by the <laughs> way yeah.
2: listeners know this my headphones are different tonight and it's fucked and i'm pissed but anyways, yeah, Adam McKay, I liked Vice because like Dick Cheney is a true and like true to the bone ghoul, and they did a pretty good job of capturing that, and that was fun. Yeah. I
1: like uh Brick stabbing a man. Our vice president shot a man. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. He yelled coming right for us, and you know.
1: <laughs> that quail's coming right for me.
0: <laughs> but Anchorman, this is Stars, stars galore here. Will Farrell, Christina Applegate, Steve Carell basically helping launch his career. I know he was part of the Daily Show at the time, but this also helped with the office. I mean, arguably,
1: I mean, Paul Rudd was in Friends, but this arguably launched like Paul Rudd. What Paul Rudd became was from yeah. Anchorman. Yeah.
2: Was Paul uh, Rudd regular on Friends? I'm pretty unfamiliar. Yeah, with he that. was
1: uh, Phoebe's. Like, in the later seasons, he was Phoebe's fiancé, then husband. So he was, like, he wasn't in every episode of the last seasons, but he was in a lot of the last seasons of Friends.
2: By the way, y'all Friends people?
0: No.
1: I was. Well, I wasn't, then I was. And now I'm back out on Friends, because, like... God, so many of the characters are fucking annoying.
2: (laughs) I've I've never... I'm kind of biased against her, whatever. There's, like, the the silly, like, Friends Seinfeld dispute which I don't think is maybe it's, it's real, real maybe it's not whatever but like I'm on I'm on Team Seinfeld which I don't know if that's even a team but like
0: I don't know I always appreciated
2: the joke that like you could switch the character in the dialogue with anybody in Friends and it makes sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um David Kirshner, Fred Willard, Chris Parnell, Catherine Hahn, Fred Armerson, Seth Rogan, Danny Trejo, Ben Stiller, Vince Vaughn luke wilson you know um where's the other Catherine hahn
1: threw me for a fucking loop and then uh seth rogan
2: oh yeah he was just two seconds was that what's the connection between apatow verse
0: apatow yeah. did um and apatow, freaks, and geeks. freaks and geeks yeah yeah, yeah. yeah okay but like um, tim catherine robbins Hawn in this, this movie, too, yeah
1: fucking like tim me, robbins <laughs> threw me for a loop i was like what the fuck that's catherine fucking on an Anchorman."
0: uh jack black this is like this is that time like of when movies of will ferrell working with you know vince vaughn and you know banger after banger after banger for all the like you know it's just This was that time frame for these actors, like who is going to be in their movie, you know, Wedding Crashers, um, old school, you know, and we had all those movies at the time. It's just like, who's going to be in what movie together? Is this
1: movie peak comedy, Will Ferrell? Like he's made a lot of good comedy movies, but is this his best comedy movie?
2: I think this. I was is was having a fun conversation with with. with ben. I was having a fun conversation with my lovely partner Sammy about this, and she is like staunchly not a Will Ferrell of this era fan, or like much of a Will Ferrell fan. So it's interesting to hear the perspective of someone that like doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Like while I was watching this movie, because she was like, "This is so boring. This is horrible. What's going on?" And it's funny because to me, this is like the start of the like Will Ferrell's version of the. Bad Boys, Independence Day Men, and Black
0: Run, like that Will well, Smith had, where it's just like, I, boom, I ha- boom, boom. Because ha- yeah. I have it right here. So, an 03 old school. So, and then 03 oh, is also, yeah, yeah. and then Elf. Okay. So, there's Elf, and then he's an Anchorman, and then it's the, you know, Wedding Crashers. But between, before that, it's even Bewitched and Kicking and Screaming. Well, I, then, I don't know if
1: I'd put Bewitched to that. Well, I, I would have I, I maybe left that one out. <laughs>
0: Okay, uh Tal- Talaga Daga Knights, Blades of Glory, and then Dude, in o-
1: such a fucking underrated film, Blades of Glory. Yeah, so fucking funny.
2: Semi pro. I'm, I'm kind of glad that it's underrated. That movie, like, it needs to be kind of quiet because it's really yeah. good. We <laughs> like... have I semi would maybe
1: argue semi pro overrated. Ooh, love semi
2: pro.
0: I love it. I think I it's good. See it as, I see it as being more of an overrated. Will I th- film. I put uh, semi pro with um Blades. A little like a little not too popular, but then after that, Set Brothers, and then you have the other guys. You know, two other years later. Good.
2: By the way, like raise your hands if you had the Anchorman old school DVD pack. I had it I at one not. point, oh. <laughs> but I don't. I don't
1: have it anymore. <laughs>
2: I bought it with yeah. a gift card to Borders.
1: I feel like Anchorman <laughs> was like one of the first like movies that kicked off the whole like unrated trend.
2: It oh, was. God. Oh man, the oath yeah, oh three to like 0-9 underrated was just popping. <laughs> and the version just... I
1: watched of this Anchorman was rated R, so this had to have been like what is considered an unrated version because I watched it on Paramount Plus.
0: We we all did, and That's, yeah, it wasn't unrated or anything. Like because I, it's there's things with this movie alone. There is the like PG thirteen version. You have the unrated version, and. It's like a joke or two is different. That's it. There was nothing like drastic. There's no nudity. There was no like it's like I think the Bigfoot's dick joke is
2: in one and it's not.
0: And I should have squirrel.
2: That's the one.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I should have squirrel. um, I forget what the term is called. The Mandela (laughs) effect is. I'll eat the cat poop. Is that from the unrated version? Is that not yes. in the rig? That's not in the regular film, is it?
2: It's because I've seen the unrated version 10,000 times more than the theatrical version.
1: Cause I just At remember in my world, I just yeah. realized watching this, watching it off of it- Paragon. I'm like, there wasn't the, I'll eat the
0: cat poop part. Cause he's like, I'll eat the shit. Just give it to me. And like, he started yeah. eating it. Yeah. That's not in this one. Yeah. So that's like, that's the only thing that's unrated. Is him eating the cat, you know, eat the cat. why
1: was this rated R on Paramount Plus? I think it confused itself.
0: I think it (laughs) confused itself.
1: Because I was super confused when it showed R in the top left corner. I'm like, did I watch Anchorman and it was R and I just don't remember that correctly?
0: (laughs) Because Keith texted me going, huh, this is unrated. I kind of wish it was the PG, like the theatrical version. And then I'm like, sorry, I watched it almost the same time he did. Because I'm like, I got nothing to do. And I started watching it, and I'm like, "No, this is like the PG-13 version." They like, because the the two lines, the you know, the different ones are what Keith brought up uh, in the Hangover scene. Champ brings up how he, you know, he should have squirrel and damn thing still alive, or he was in a Japanese family, how, and they were just yelling at them, and they were not, and then they were not happy. Hey, just I'm gonna do post much...
2: duties here. We
0: should. Before we talk about this, we should get
2: into our personal experience with, with when oh, this movie came out.
0: You interrupted. What were you going to say, Rick?
1: I, it's <laughs> insane at how much I've seen this movie, that even though those scenes weren't in this film, you mentioning them, it yeah. instantly, vividly pops into my head.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so now let's get into our personal with this, uh, you know, effects. I don't I've seen this.
1: This is one of those films that I've seen too many times. I don't remember what the first time was. I do. I just like, I just know this film. So inside and out, I don't remember what my first time was with this film.
2: Keith, I, do you, I, I saw it when it came out. I, yeah. I remember that. Cause I remember yeah. like this. I remember the, like the, Depth of my belly laughs, and like how I was like, I was weeping in the movie theater when I watched this. You, I was, I, I watched it with my cousin. No, you didn't. And, oh, 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 did we go together?
0: Yes, because because I goofed, I looked at times the like the week before, and then so your you know, powerful
2: like, fucking mutant abilities are so cool, man. There, there, we, <laughs>
0: we were supposed to see like a 1230 showing on the friday that it came out but um i looked it was like i was just looking at the wrong days and we had to wait like an hour at gateway mall for, <laughs> and we just hung out in the arcade for an hour and you and you were not happy about that like you were you son of a i'm like no i bad. still hold that
2: grudge no oh, i was no. right
1: <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah and yet, um, very recently in the last month we've gone and sat in restaurants for an extra hour because we're about at
0: <laughs> i
2: two times
0: <laughs> i i, I want to say keep though i think andy was there because i think it was yeah me, you andy and i think mike yeah my cousin jake was there but yeah, man it was... mem-
2: yeah, just how hard i laughed in that movie theater i think this this i think my theme my angle for this episode i think is like this is the dream millennial comedy because like The thing, like, nothing will ever be as good as a thing you see that's good when you're, like, whatever, 16. Mm -hmm. And so, like, nothing will touch that ever. (laughs) So, like, this movie is, like, this little time capsule of, like, millennial nostalgia. And it's, now that millennials are kind of old and lame, like, (laughs) it's kind of funny going back to it.
1: Yeah, like, I wasn't openly laughing for most of the movie. But it legitimately felt like I had put on a warm blanket. and was just like in a really cozy spot. It was like ah, I remember like all of this, so it's not <laughs> super funny to me because I've seen it all so much. But it just feels good to be watching it.
2: I remember one of my texts was that I didn't need to watch this. <laughs> yeah, I was like I, like, I could have yeah. just. I, I think I phrased it like if I focused real hard, I think I could just watch the movie. if I just sit and think if I sit and think real hard I can just be like oh yeah and then uh, the helicopter's landing and then he was the balls or whatever was the line (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah, uh, I'm I'm with you on that fact of uh, um, but I've seen this movie so many times that I don't like I say more quotes that are not the quotable ones than I do and then like I do the quote you know but like I can almost from beginning to end, like I can do almost shot for shot this whole movie. So like it's one of those things like I still laugh, but there was some point yeah, for this time around watching like this is a warm blanket. It's just like
1: yes. Well, what yeah. do you think is like the Gen X equivalent? Like what's the Gen
2: X? Like
0: is it like confused. S- Days and Confused? That's what I mean. I'm not Days quite confused, fast I'm times quite at Ridgemont.
2: Enough. Yeah, fast times. Like I, I kind of argue that like super bad is our dazed and confused because we're like we're like a little we're like a few years too young for dazed and confused even though it's like it's one of my favorite movies where but would it's Ferris like, it's Bueller, still older
1: like where would Ferris Bueller fall into that
2: that that's for Gen Xers I mean we appreciate it I think it's yeah in in my opinion oh, my that's how I view it I mean it's a damn good film yeah yeah <laughs> But yeah, this movie, to me, it falls in that category of, like, Past Times, Days of Confused. Or, like It lands in that category. Maybe I, less so than Super... I, I think Superbad's better, but, like, we'll see.
1: It's weird, <laughs> and, like, it's... And this is what makes it different than Super Bad in such a way, is that Superbad's humor was pretty much the same throughout. Like, it was trying to be, like, shock humor. Yeah. And this movie, like, hides itself behind its, like, overtly like big gags and like comedy humor but there's a lot of uh-huh. smart stuff in this film that i didn't remember so rewatched, i'm like there's actually like really smart comedy built into this like there's a lot of slow <laughs> builds to jokes yeah and like they switch um, between comedy styles which makes it really refreshing like it's not the same style of jokes throughout the movie
2: yeah And after i just made that comparison to super like super bad and this are not very comparable
0: no, yeah, I'm saying it they're bad. they're it's just because they're <laughs> yeah. they're totally different, but they're yeah. you know,
1: super yeah, is very it's, much it's that it's cringe shock humor
0: <laughs> that like yeah. it just works
1: for whatever reason. In super bad, like movies like that can be like train fucking wrecks, mm-hmm. but it just worked for whatever reason. I mean, the cast for super as equivalent to this movie, just having immense talent. Well what ended up being immense talent. It's not like we went into this movie like when it was originally came out is like, Oh yeah, this is guaranteed banger. People left, right up and down.
2: That's a good point. Yeah. I'll, I'll
1: say this Bad's about the same way like that. Super yeah. bad. Like that wasn't guaranteed talent when it came I... out. They just turned into guaranteed talents.
0: Yeah. I will say that I think it's one of those things. If you know, if you were on a deserted Island with five movies that you can only watch Th- these, Superbad and this are probably in that for me
1: See, I don't know if I'd have Superbad, i definitely have Galaxy <laughs> Quest that's a movie
2: me, it's one or the other with this and Superbad yeah I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I can't, if you put a gun to my head and were like, drop me to my knees and like, the rain was pouring and I was crying and I was like, desperately wanting okay, to live Blade Runner like, pick,
0: pick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't <laughs> don't make me do it <laughs>
0: But what I'll make you do, Rick, is uh, give us the plot to this movie.
1: Is this the latest into a podcast we've ever gotten to the plot? Yes.
2: Joe gets a $5 Starbucks gift card for that one right there. That was fucking... That was nice.
0: Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go.
1: (laughs) Boys, girls, non-binary, and everyone in between, please gather around for the reading of the plot to the legend of Ron Burgundy. Lead Channel 4 anchor Ron Burgundy is the king of San Diego. That is, until Veronica Corningstone comes to town and everything gets flipped on its head. Will Ron be able to reclaim his glory and become a national anchor? Will Veronica get there instead? And holy shit, how much top-level talent is in this movie? Find out all this and more in Anchorman, the legend of Ron Burgundy. Wow. Like there's not a whole lot of plot to this yeah. movie no, they, really they nail a lot with very little plot
2: well, and it's a it's the the concept is so funny because like if we all have our little like local news nightly anchor people, and they're so like what like what a thought to like lampoon them that that's so clever it's you it's and so I funny
1: worked with one of those people's sons for a while. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. The so the funny thing so the first draft of this movie so cause yeah this is just you know battles of the news stations in uh, in a way but the first draft of the script is that the story was going to be a plane load of news anchors who crash in the mountains and discover that the plane was that which the collider was carrying monkeys and martial arts equipments uh, leading to a, ba- a battle of cannibalistic newsmen star- and star throwing monkeys.
1: Can we make that the third man?
0: That's sort of what happens. <laughs> well, that's what sort of kind of happens. And so there is two. So we we, we brought up how there is the legend of uh, Ron Burgundy, you know, and um, the unrated version. There's actually a third version of this movie that is a legit movie. It's the uh, wake up Ron Burgundy, the lost movie. And what it is is basically Anchorman one, but it's deleted scenes, outtakes, or whole different shots of the movie that they combine to try to warp into one movie. Did we and watch that di-
2: together? I feel like I've seen
0: that. I've seen it. Yeah, we. I think we did. It one sucks. Time. I know it sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's not. It's not as coarse, coherent as this one. There's. It's not a smooth sail. Because and I hope
2: I can. I hope I can come up with a more coherent. Thought, I, I was bitch about improv, yeah. In the all my and all the other episodes we do, but this is one of the examples where like improv kind of works well because it's yeah. I, I I think these people are like improv trained nerds. <laughs> like improv yep. people are nerds, so like this is like like them like flexing their improv skills.
0: Yeah, um, many of the actors and actresses were good at improvisation, so they would sometimes do up to 20 different versions of reaction lines, trying out the first thing that popped in their head.
1: And what's weird is you can get away with it with this cast. (laughs) Yeah. But still, again, like, I just, like, at the time, that's not a guarantee. Like, these were like, I mean, Carell was great on The Daily Show, but, like, Paul, I mean, Paul Rudd had been in some of Apatow's earlier stuff. So, I mean, maybe he just knew that, like, he had the chops to pull that off. Mm-hmm. But like, there's so much unguaranteed stuff in this movie for it to then suddenly just hit so hard.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's just crazy because it's just, you know, at first it star-studded and it's just at that point of, you know, in the 2000s, we had that, like, to me, it's that, like, that aura of comedy movies that there is, that were there. Like, you know, it's trying to be raunchy in a way, but it's also not. So it's like, Ron Burgundy PG, you know, you had um, you know, what else? Stuck on You. The, you know, the Matt Damon movie. Um, Greg Kinnear one. Um, you know, it's just...
1: Oh, yeah. I remember that movie.
0: You know, it's like that, you know, it's like, the scary movie era, but not the Marlon, the Wayne's ones. It's the, you know, try to be the worst ones. Um, But it's just that we're in that era of comedy movies. And so being a straight, you know, slapstick, slap you in the face.
2: I have
1: to say, I don't think Christina Applegate gets enough credit for how good she is. in This movie, like she is in the deep end and like, this isn't really where her strengths land for most of her career, but she does a pretty spectacular job in this movie as like playing off of Will Ferrell. Like the two of them were really good together in a lot of their bits.
2: Their chemistry was great. I'm curious what her career was like between Married with Children and Anchorman. Um, I,
0: mean, I, don't I, can, what, I don't. I don't know she, how busy did, she was. She, she, um, what did she do? I can tell you right now, I'm actually on her thing. Um, because she did, she had a kind of successful talk show. I mean, not talk show, like a sitcom for a while. Um, she did a bunch of movies. She was in The Sweetest Thing with Cameron Diaz. Um, yeah, She just did some movies here and there, and that's about it.
1: And was, but, those were mainly rom-coms.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: So... I don't think I'm gonna ruin much, but I'm gonna spit out a few 2004 comedies that I'm looking at right now. Okay, There's the the White Chicks, The Girl Next Door, Fifty First yep. Dates, A Dirty Shame, Life Aquatic, Club Dread. But like this, this comedy was so like miles different than like yeah. the trend. Yeah, kind of in the early 2000s. Everything, all oh, those movies are a little more straightforward. This movie is like extremely self-aware, like. Just shits all over the fourth wall. Yes, 100 kind percent. Of yeah. Oh, yeah. This is this is like, like this is that this is that left field. This movie.
0: Yeah. Um. The... Go ahead, Ricky. You got.
2: Well, it's just,
1: I'm trying to nail. Like, was it Apatow who just did such a good job of bringing the talent together, or was it just like you had such a combination of talent? that they showed so brightly to make it work it's like so much about this movie shouldn't work like it's very cruddy humor a lot but the way the jokes are delivered make it shine like i mean come on the dude's walking through downtown and just goes milk was a bad choice there's very few people in this world who could make a line like that
2: hit like will ferrell can Oh, when was the funnier die stuff? Because that was like a funny, that seemed almost seems like a like a Will Ferrell funnier die joke.
0: Um, funny I mean, and die is... came out after this. Yeah, I'm not yeah. Saying, this is, oh, no
1: is pre internet. Like, I mean, the yeah. internet's there, but that's like, yeah, this is still AOL dial up time. Like, well, who- I think you
2: just you really have because 2004 is the peak or the end of Will Ferrell SNL. And, like, I think you really just have faith watching all of... Because that... He's doing an SNL character. Like, this... It's... It's the it's an Apatow... Apatow's, like, like, a storytelling ability mixed with an SNL character. I think is kind of a cocktail you're getting here.
1: And, I mean, come on. All the stuff with Baxter fucking hits. Like, tell <laughs> yeah. me a better fucking love story than Ron Burgundy and his dog
2: Baxter. Oh, my God. And the puppet... I... I, I, i like the puppet going off the bridge
1: (laughs) and like that's intentional like they intentionally make it look bad like that's how it's supposed to be it makes it funnier
2: it's clever also i i think a lot of credits to freaks and geeks that's like a lot of the chemistry going on here i think with the just like the people behind the camera i think there's just a lot of people that have worked together for a long time
1: it's a weird way of putting it but it's super smart dumb comedy (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> like, it's doing
1: dumb jokes, but in a very clever way.
2: hmm And I also think, though, like, we're saying, like, I'm laying the praise on this movie, but I think this literally is, like, a 16-year-old boy movie. And I think
1: that, like... Oh, see, I don't agree with that. Because, like, to this day, my wife fucking quotes this movie. She <laughs> loves this movie. There's not a month that goes by that she doesn't make a fucking joke about shit in the fridge and ate a whole block of cheese. <laughs>
0: yeah i i i one, one of the lines that you know you know i'll just say it now one of the lines that i always say like for no reason i i'm just bored or something and i'm with the producer i just yell like panda watch like <laughs> no reason i'm just like if there's something going on i'm like panda watch no no all right i'm i'm gonna do one i always yeah, do fine. uh i always do lanolin Lanolin? <laughs> Lanolin. <laughs> like
2: rule. That one's always mine or Audrey. I, I, I like right. Audrey and Lanolin, uh, those two. <laughs>
0: this is Bush. This is Bush League.
1: Damn. Okay, that's all the stuff we can really remember. What was something that happened in this movie you didn't remember and you're like, fuck, this is fuck. funny? Because to me, it was the jazz flute. Like, I jazz didn't flute. remember that whole bit. And when that started, I'm like, holy fuck, this is so stupid and funny. Especially when he whips out the jazz flute, like I remembered it as the scene was going, but like I didn't remember that bit of the movie and him just pulling the flute out of his fucking
2: sleeve.
0: Oh, I wasn't ready for this. (laughs) I wasn't ready for this. Doesn't sound right. So
1: good.
2: Um, Okay, this one's hard for me, but I got one because I've got this was one of those like college roommate movies where it was like very much. It's oh, it's Friday night. Everyone's back at the house. Like once like not i'm I'm not exaggerating too much like once every two weeks we just watch this movie (laughs) like (laughs) so it was on constantly so but one of the jokes i remembered was in the jazz flute scene and i forgot the like absurdist sort of drinks they ask for Uh, yeah like they're not (laughs) like i was when i was maybe when i was younger or something i assumed those were like real phrases they were using
0: no no when
2: she's like uh and then i like Kick the boots to the outside of the house or something when she was asking for the martini. Or yeah, like, that that was funny to me.
0: But no, uh, like I, I was talking because I remember everything. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like one things I forgot, and it's just a smart small one. It's like the 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 pg-13 version of of the sex scene of them do like riding horses like do me on that rainbow i'm like okay, i forgot about the whole like rainbow and so, stuff what did
1: she yeah she did say do me on it. like look at that yeah. rainbow it's so beautiful yeah.
0: said, do, do, me do me on it, it. on it that was oh good we're joke. going we're going um one of the ones
1: out of place in the movie too like it doesn't make <laughs> any sense and yet yeah. it still works
2: it fits the soundtrack though i like the
0: soundtrack's fun in this yeah, yes uh one of the one of the scenes that i just re- forgot how funny it is it's them eating lunch in front of the desk and they're talking about the pancake breakfast tomorrow and <laughs> how ron's like i can't i guess i'm going yogging or jogging i'm not sure it's a soft j but and then like Brit, uh champs is like no, no they're like no it's the it's the pancake breakfast. We do this every month. You're coming,
1: <laughs> but seriously, how like at least a decade?
2: Everyone made that fucking yogging joke.
0: Yogging. Like, I still do. I still do. Yeah.
2: No, the yogging ones. The yogging ones. Okay. I've got my one. I keep it in my back pocket for later. That I really hate. That I'm not gonna say out loud.
0: Okay. <laughs> I, I uh. So we we do some of the you know the um sit some plays out there, champ. You know, I was like, Ron, yeah. I miss your smell. I miss your musk. Mr. musk. I need, you know, I need you, Ron. I this, need is you goddamn, this is a
2: goddamn, this is going to be, this is the phrase I used during my pre-glaze. This is a goddamn like job site movie. This is, oh, yeah. a, this is a break room movie. Like if you don't know people and you're fresh at a job and like you start, you bust out some anchorman quotes, you're going to get some looks. <laughs> just like, kind of
1: walk up and I I just want to let you know. I want to be on you.
2: Yeah, I have many leatherbound books. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my my desk smells of mahogany. <laughs> oh.
0: But it's it's just I think it's just that fun time of you know uh oh um diversity you know yeah. An old oh, wooden man. ship. What what's that you know it's just like this movie's just like I just like it's just fun for like the sh- how the whole movie like for me I love the progression of the movie until. He gets fired, and I think for like that time being, it kind of takes a little spiral downhill for me, like sluggish. Because oh, the
1: fall of Romberg, and he gets the fall of Romberg,
0: you. and he's a little sluggish.
1: Yeah, I it's, guess like
0: I could see that. It wasn't the this first time is... in theater, but like now after, I'm like, oh, it's a little sluggish. This
2: movie is. It's impressive that it handles yeah, it quicker wow. than like. Yeah. I remember in all of the Adam Sandler movies, it takes about fifteen minutes to get over that like whoever betrays who hump that happens in every comedy. This movie does it in like quicker. But it still happens. <laughs> it's like it's it's the slump in the because there's always a romance in these movies and there's always like the betrayal part. And that a part's always kinda of boring in these movies. It's like, all right, whatever, get back to the jokes. <laughs> it's like <laughs>
0: it's
1: just so yeah. funny
0: yeah
1: ron you have a massive erection
0: it's the pleats
1: my god like god damn it's just so stupid and yet it works
0: like it's but just like it, i think that's yeah. why it works because it, they don't take it's a movie that it's trying to take itself serious but it's not at the same time because it's like you know we meet well, i Vince-
1: think I think the movie doesn't take itself seriously, but the actors take themselves seriously and what they're trying to accomplish. And that's what makes it work. Like, they are in their roles.
0: Yes, like, we meet Vince Vaughn, and, you know, Vince Vaughn's Channel 9 News, and they're pissed because they're number two in the ratings. And he's like, because most houses have two TVs, and no one's putting that into effect in anything. And, you know, I'm almost having this... I was just I'm having this like
2: weird like ten thousand foot vision thing out of this movie. Like I'm wondering what what do 18 to 23 year olds in 2023 reference for comedy. Like I'll i bet I'll bet there's a decent chunk of folks that are still referencing Anchorman. Because it's just Did a classic know? movie to them. Because there's no, there's no there hasn't been like an earth shattering comedy in the last 10 years. But what would introduce
1: them to it? Because I don't feel like there's been a lot to introduce people to Anchorman. Like, they made a second one. I mean, but I mean they, if you saw the second one, you're not going to be like, oh, I got to go watch the first one. I bet that well, one. I'm, I'm thinking, like, older
2: brothers, cousins, and, like... Oh, that's true. Like, I think that, like, cultural osmosis happens, like, pretty organically with these kind of things. And, like...
1: But I just feel like this is a movie that lives so fresh in our head. But it's not like you still see, like... Like a deep connection to Anchorman, like yeah. in the world we live in.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like Although
1: Anchorman, like,
2: still, like the Anchorman. Yeah, have, have you guys ever listened to his podcast? Like the Will Ferrell Anchorman, like Ron Burgundy podcast.
0: No, I did not. I heard of it, but I just didn't want. I, I listened, know. it
2: was it was boring. I tried.
0: Yeah, I like. Yeah.
2: I was a big. I was a. Uh, I was an anchorhead for a long time. Like I, I, I read his book <laughs> that Ron Burgundy wrote.
1: Uh, I forgot about that. It was show funny. up yeah. on people's like late night shows at Ron Burgundy yeah. a lot,
0: yeah. yeah. He did. Um, funny thing is, so the first draft of the screenplay suggested these actors for the, these various roles. Uh, Champ Kine was originally going to be John C. Riley,
1: that makes sense. He could have, could have
0: been better. <laughs> um, Brick Tamlin was gonna be Chris Parnell. Wow. Uh, Brian Fantana was going to be Ben Stiller. Oh, God. Ed Harkin, the boss, was going to be Ed Harris.
2: That would have been bad. That, that would have been great. That would have been great. Yeah, Ed
0: um, Harris could have done that. I mean, I got to see who they are so I can tell you. Uh, yeah, uh, Garth Harland, that's Chris Parnell's original character. That was going to be Dan Aykroyd.
1: Oh, God, Dan Aykroyd. That'd be um, weird.
0: And then... I think one of the other guys they had Alec Baldwin. Nice. Um but then they also had really Mace- Macy in it for another role. Um Ma- Maggie Jillenhall. Well, someone <laughs> else were they at. I, feel I like we're
1: going to watch the second one and we're just going to like be a little bit like we were for um for smoking the bandit too of just like it didn't we didn't need this we were fine yeah. with just the first one
0: well as Dude. you know we, we brought how uh, we discussed there was a dodgeball two happening and it's just like why oh, no Dude, why
1: who yeah. the fuck is that for
0: rikes uh amy amy oh, adams aren't
1: they like isn't it they're supposed to be a second wedding crashers
3: Rumors.
2: It would have been
1: fine if it had been like within five years of the first one, but like, who would that be for now?
2: Yeah, I don't want a
1: second wedding crashers.
2: And they established the joke of the person that's too old to be wedding crashing already in the first one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like,
2: what? Like, it's gonna be their
1: kids, which will be lame.
0: Yeah. By
2: the way, something to think about. When was the last like? cultural impact like culturally impacting comedy
0: movie hangover i maybe, name, me one, yeah. name me one name me name me one yeah, after hangover like pineapple no, express it right.
1: was pretty big hangover was after that
0: wasn't it hangover came out in tw- 2009 pineapple 08 yeah same time other guys in 2010 oh the other guys is yeah. Others, yeah, I don't but, think that was culturally.
1: But, I don't think that was Hangover. Like, but hangover, everyone could quote Hangover.
0: Yeah. So I think Hangover might have been the last comedy to. Because, I mean, I like... as
1: much as we love Pineapple Express, it even gave our host one of his nicknames. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I don't think that like would rank up there as a cultural, yeah. like. It's been a bit. Comedy's been on a down. I mean, Keith, you love to talk about it endlessly. Comedy's been on a bit of a down. It's also because comedy's trying to find its legs in this woke universe. (laughs) Like, you can't be a shitty person who punches down. Which, again, Mm -hmm. I'll give it to this movie. There's only one or two jokes that didn't really age well in this movie. I
2: I was expecting more gay jokes.
1: Yeah, we only got (laughs) one or two. And even though they were in there, it didn't come off as offensive because you're like yeah. yeah that is the type of person who would make that shitty type of joke the, like it's almost is, like I... the joke has transformed into being like oh yeah he would make that joke what an asshole like it's yeah. did you guys
0: watch <laughs> did you guys
2: watch the bubble no no oh, no. Apple, no Netflix movie no. the how COVID no. movie no oh, it's the, the least funny most like we're talking about offensive that movie was like class offensive because it's like it's like Apatow, what he thinks normal people experience COVID like. <laughs> well, it was like, just, yeah, just like oh, these billionaires. It's, it's was funny. About? with oh,
0: Yeah, it was the least funny movie ever. Yeah. You know, his Papa Burgundy here, you know, you know. Stone's <laughs> fair game. Um, like, <clears throat> it's just like, like, I think... Oh, the littering, I mean, sorry. That was a good joke.
2: The littering when they just throw their wrappers on the ground. Oh, yeah, like, littering. Yeah.
0: I'm very aroused. <laughs> um i think because i didn't see i think i saw the trailer once and I, i laughed my ass off during the trailer and i'm like i'm seeing this and then i think i think why this movie is so good is just because of the fact that as i as i said in the beginning of the show there's so many stars in this movie but you just at the time you didn't know that you just saw the the newscast and then you have Vince Vaughn showing up as the rival team, and then you have this giant news station Battle <laughs> Royal with that scene was so you know cool. Luke Wilson with his own, uh, Ben Stiller with the uh, Espanol, you have Tim Robbins with the PBS local channel. The PBS yeah. jokes were hitting. I yeah. love PBS jokes.
1: <laughs> was Brent, Ben Stiller in brownface? That didn't age well. No. That, that didn't age well. <laughs> he,
0: he, he was just tan. No. <laughs>
1: No, that was that was hey, questionable.
0: Nah, uh, we can go back to Downey Junior. and, uh, um,
1: yeah, but that was like that was being done intentionally yeah. to make yeah, fun of it. Yeah, <laughs> Ben there was a bit of brownface for that, and I was like, that's but, questionable. It's but funny. Like, <laughs> it was funny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bitches. Um, that joke
2: sucked. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but like, I think for me, I was like, just because I, you know, watching SNL at the time, you see. Parnell shows up, you know. You have a you have poopy mouth, Mister Burgundy. Uh, uh, I'm blanking his name. Cousin It, uh, Uncle Fester, in the new. Uh, oh, oh um, he
2: the bar. Fred uh, Armerson, Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen. Yeah, Armisen. and, yeah. Dad, and the, the, you know. the Coyote's blood shall drain. And <laughs> yeah. that, that was fucking good.
0: <laughs>
1: You know, dude, it, it was weird watching that and being like, God, look how young he looks and then look at Will Ferrell, I'm like, Will Ferrell, you've always looked fucking 70, what the mm-hmm. fuck
0: you know, as the joke with Paul Rudd, how he doesn't age and just like, no, yeah, that he man does. is a vampire yeah. by the way, poor David Koechner
1: <laughs> and I'm here
0: yeah, he like, but
2: his movie I've, I've watched a couple, I've tried to watch a couple of his like <laughs> straight to streaming movies that have come out over the decades, yeah, he's just like he's the least
0: talented. Think, he works.
1: That. He works in a supporting role, but anything more, and it's it not good.
0: Keith, Keith, you know he's coming to the Holt Center, right? Um, yeah. I mean, no, I don't know, but you, yeah, it's in what, my head.
1: He, he is <laughs> like undoubtedly, he is the Rob wriggle of like this group. Yeah. like someone who is funny in bits well like anything more is than
2: like a bit part it doesn't work like i've seen him show up in those like weird like the modern national lampoons movies that are just like 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 substitute teacher babes so and so It's like yeah he shows up in the lowest rung like d tier movies no i he hearing is that fucking... chris
1: Riley was originally supposed to be that character i'm like that would have been better <laughs> Chris C Riley is more talented. He was
2: busy making the perfect storm. I'm guessing that
0: I, and, um, he was busy making another movie,
1: dude, but no there's Kersh- Sch- a crazy, diverse fucking like list of movies that dude's been in for being like primarily a comedian.
2: oh, John C. Riley, yeah, oh, he's like I for a long time, I've fancied like so i, I had a streak where I only knew him in drama.
1: That's <laughs> and, weird, like, considering like that's not what he's really known
2: for. I was like, oh, he's the perfect storm. He's the guy in Magnolia. He's the he's in uh he's in Boogie Nights, I think. Also. He is. He is. He hasn't
0: uh, seen Boogie Nights in so long. Uh John C. Ryan was doing the Leo Avatar uh aviator movie. oh, oh. yeah.
2: Yeah, he's in a Steven Spielberg drama.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, uh he's in like my uh Oh no, that's a yeah. Scorsese. sorry. The other yeah, the other day I was at the shoot at the job and someone was uh, playing a song from the Walk Hard soundtrack, and I'm like, wow. "Is that from?" And it was John C. Riley singing. I'm like, "That's Walk Hard, right?" And he goes, "It's like, yeah." Walk
1: Hard.
0: And um, he's like, after I heard him, he the guy's like, after I heard him sing, like I went down a deep dive on him on YouTube, and like there was like fiat, like theater John C. Riley. Like, oh, he's like a serious he, singer. He has like yeah, like he ranges. <laughs> yeah. From you know, but like uh no, but Keith Kirshner's coming to the Holt Center doing the an office trivia show. What? Oh, that's unfortunate yeah, was, for him.
2: He was in the bad part of the office.
0: <laughs> well, he's doing a trivia, so he he got nothing better to do, dude. That's so, so funny. Um you know uh you know, the man, you know, it's just like that crazy thing too, like I was saying, like, so many actors, like Jack Black, I did not know Jack Black was going to be in this movie originally, <laughs> and then shows up riding a bicycle, uh, motorcycle, and yeah. this burrito is filling, I am full, Then Did you just throw a burrito at me, hombre? Bruce I wonder who was so friends, friends with Jack Black. the only thing I
1: love. Huh? I mean, they probably just all, like, are in the close circle, like that comedy, oh,
2: yeah. high-ranking Hollywood circle. Yeah, like, I think they were all, like, like, improv troops that knew each other. Because I think they're all, like... Im- they gotta all be
0: improv nerds.
1: You're well. an improv nerd.
0: <laughs> Farrell is because of SNL. Carell, yeah. I think he was. Kirst- Rudd wasn't. Um, I mean, maybe. Mm, Paul Rudd's very first movie is a Halloween movie. Yeah, Halloween 6. No one talks about that. And before. he
1: was on Friends. Fucking none of those people are doing fucking... <laughs>
0: Uh, what else we have? Um, uh, the see yeah. So, uh, the bow scene spoofs uh the opening scene from the West Side Story, um. So that's the idea. That's where they got the riff from. But yeah, this is them again, not taking themselves serious, but with well, and know, they
1: also had um, fuck fuck, uh, Planet of the Apes. The net thing is a bit net, from yeah. Planet of the Apes.
0: <laughs> you know, Brett, uh brick killed a man with a trident you know and you know brick where did you get this grenade i don't know i do that one all the time when- dude
1: how is it that we perfectly went from Smokey and the bandit to anchor man and fucking in the post-credit scene they have a Smokey smoking the bandit post-credit scene what the fuck
0: that was good that's that's my line no it's no seamless. no that's yeah yeah
1: I wish we were. That was my only exposure to to Smoking
0: the Bandit before I watched Smoking the Bandit. I agree. Same.
1: (laughs) Still blows my mind that you boys had never seen Smoking the Bandit.
2: And I loved it. I still think about I still think about Smoking the Bandit.
1: (laughs) Dude, Eastbound and Down runs through my head at least once a week. All the time. That song is just so good
2: and i've i've still been i've been picturing pretty frequently just an italian man inside of an ambulance
0: with a couple wine no
1: we don't talk about the second one
0: (laughs) no we don't i loved it um one of the scenes that like uh i i enjoyed and it's it it's one of the scenes that it's like it's everybody in the room and it's the scene of when ron and uh veronica start beating the hell out of each other in the newsroom and champ and brian are holding them back like let them work it out let them work it out as they're like (laughs) whipping each other weapons and stuff that's
1: that was that was very good that was very funny that's where they (laughs) like because there hadn't been a lot of physical comedy yet so like when you get the physical comedy of her fucking throwing like a typewriter at his head
0: oh that was a good that was a good throw (laughs) Whipping the antenna off the TV and is whipping him with it, and like the 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 boss shows up. All right, knock it off, and then yeah. she gets like one last <laughs> whipping,
1: dude. And then the stupid, like such a stupid classic gag, but him shooting himself in the face with the mace to get himself a second time. Yeah,
2: like it's so like that's a well, cartoon type bit, and it was still fucking good. And what did this do? This movie did quite a bit to comedies moving forward. Because I'm trying to what's the name of there's those drill bit taylor was kind of a piece of shit movie yeah and that was sort of in this same that was in the apatow like apatow sort of owned
0: what comedy was like i saw that in theaters it was very bad it was it was very un very unfunny
2: there was like I, i i can't even like what are the predecessors of anchorman that's what I'm trying to think of right now. The like closest movies...
1: thing I can think of is one of my top underrated comedies in the last like God, when the fuck did it come out? It's probably way longer ago than I want to admit that it was. But, um, "Horrible Bosses" has yeah. like Anchorman type vibes to me, and that was a really fucking good
2: comedy. It was funny. It also like it had a sequel. Didn't need one.
1: <laughs> yeah, it really didn't.
2: Oh yeah, tw- "Horrible Bosses." That's a late. That's a newer comedy. I was thinking yeah,
0: tag, but... tag was kind of anchor manny. 2018
1: oh. tag, God, horrible bosses was twenty eleven. I'm so fucking old. <laughs> I did like tag, but I don't know if I would call that anchor manny. Uh, well, it was, like a, think, it was like I think I
0: think is an absurd, absurd premise. Absurd amount of people of talent, too,
1: um, and one having to act with like a shattered fucking arm. Yeah. Renner should just stop shattering pieces of his body.
2: He should really stick to making music and REI lines on shut Amazon.
0: Up. Shut your, Shut your goddamn mouth. Keith, have you listened to his, uh, his album?
2: A new one? Or the original, well, or his older one?
0: Like, a couple years ago one?
2: I've heard him cover House of the Rising Sun. I've looked at his, like, uh, his outdoor oh, okay. gear line on Amazon. Oh, okay. I'm more of a renter. Ren, I, I, think, I think I might be into renovations. I think that might, might, be, might be my new thing. Awesome. Proud of you.
1: Uh, what movie deserved to get the type of praise that Anchorman gets is the unbearable weight of massive talent. Now that was a fucking grade A tier comedy. Bingo. No, take That's that back. That's, last, I, that... I just underrated. It's an S tier grade comedy. That I don't thing. think it's underrated.
2: I think
3: that the movie
1: I just don't think it's enough graded. people saw it. Yeah, I think it's, everyone who sees it loves it, but not enough people yeah. have seen it. See, comedy uh, is so weird now because, like, the menu is kind of like a comedy, but like not in like the
2: typical way. No. Yeah, there's not like <laughs> there's not the mid tier PG thirteen comedy that is good anymore. <laughs> no, because
1: one that popped up for me, which would be a recent one, because it's 2018, was Game Night, because that was a pretty like okay comedy.
2: Yeah, it was all right.
1: Oh, remember when they tried to remake fucking super bad, but with children with good boys? That
2: oh, that was dumb. Oh, yeah. you can't. It's it's so funny when like, it's like if you aim for the king, you better not miss. Like if you're gonna rip rip off the Apatow style, like Apatow's yeah. annoying and like I think his politics are kind of bad a little bit every once in a while. Like with like in his messages in his movies, because it's always like. Like uh, to be mature, you must like get a job and be wealthy and blah blah blah. blah. But like, if you're gonna like get that dialogue style, you like you gotta nail it. And if you don't nail it, then you sound like a dumbass. <laughs>
1: you know what I think's been bad for comedy movies? Too much Kevin Hart. I loved like the first three or four Kevin Hart stand up <laughs> specials. Mm-hmm. Kevin Hart doesn't really make a doesn't really make good funny movies.
2: Comedy is largely showing up in like improvised riffs in Marvel movies where people just insult each other and it's just people being mean to each other, and that's like the funny joke is like the Rock calling Kevin Hart short is like the joke. <laughs> like...
1: Okay, that's a more kinda... recent comedy that I really liked was Cockblockers. I thought that movie was funny. That was good. Oh, what's the movie that John Cena's in and it's with the com- the female comedian that everyone likes to hate? Where John Cena like is threatening to beat someone up in a theater, but he's doing it in a super gay way. Oh,
0: um... or oh, it's the... Um, with what's the... It? Blonde... I saw it. I saw it. Yeah, I
2: see LeBron, that... There's a LeBron James joke. LeBron James that movie's
1: okay. And that fucking LeBron James bit is really funny because he yeah. actually is like that.
0: Amy Amy Amy, right is Amy Schumer. Schumer,
2: Chuck Schumer's niece or whatever the fuck.
1: (laughs) Wait, like really? Yes. (laughs) I didn't know that.
2: (laughs) I mean, no Oh
1: guys, we're forgetting about one like classic comedy. Um fuck, what's the movie called? It's got the guy from How I Met Your Mother. He goes to Hawaii. We see Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Forgetting Sarah Marshall.
2: It's still not that recent no and it's still that that's apatow verse isn't it that's oh
1: oh my god holy is, shit i'm so <laughs> the, old oh my insides
2: like i love you man is probably like 10
0: or something oh <laughs> nine yeah. any other brain busters you want me to look up <laughs> um
1: no, I'm done talking about this because it's making okay. me feel old and hurt. Okay. I guess there's like uh, the Jumanji movies; those are recent, but like those are huge massive
2: budget, like.
1: And yeah. I like those, but they like they weren't revolutionary. Yeah. They're comedy. They're definitely comedy. Yeah.
2: They're like they're actions action spectacle comedies. They're like huge. Yeah, they're just, I like comedies.
1: <laughs> Comedy's in a rut. Comedy's in a
0: rut right now. Yeah. But like I think oh, the Anchorman is maybe peak comedy. I know for real Federal, but it's like peak comedy, and then we hit our we get our stride with like Dodgeball and Step Brothers. And I think you uh, can okay. easily
1: argue that Anchorman is the peak comedy of our generation.
0: Yes.
2: Well, and yeah. I think what the problem is later is that the comedy movies try to like they try to have an important story or message in it yeah. later. Which There's a B story.
0: There's a B story that's kind of takes over what the like, main focus of the movie is. Like I fucking hated this is 40. <laughs> that movie. Never
2: seen this it is... because I heard it was terrible. Or like I liked funny people, but it's like these like if you're gonna have a comedy you gotta have these like heavy themes going in it with it. I didn't like it.
0: No. I like is... funny
1: people, but that was also like yeah. that was more of a a dramedy like, yeah. not dramedy mm-hmm. that was just like a fucking that was sad what's a sad com? a dark comedy that's what it was what's, that was a yeah. dark what's the
2: comedy. what's the seth rogan christmas movie that, that one was pretty good oh um the night before what year is that one i this this one i want to know is it after 2012 2015,
0: 2015.
2: 15? okay, okay yes. that's that that's pretty good we're getting there that's seven eight years ago
0: (laughs) we're getting closer guys (laughs) sorry I mean Um,
1: I mean it's almost arguable that like Anchorman and Superbad ruined comedy movies because so many people like try to recreate that instead of I think the biggest problem with comedy is no one's creative with it anymore
3: yeah
1: like it's they're it's very just like it's point A to point B to point C and we're going to put funny jokes in it through here. Like I would honestly argue that a lot of the funniest movies now are easily rom-coms. Like rom-coms are very like finding their place
2: again. That's if you... the only place that's where you have to put comedy now.
0: Yeah. That's you all you can do. Like,
2: like super bad is literally just about like, it's a guy trying to get a girlfriend and some booze for a party.
1: Well, and, and he's like, borderline rapey about it.
2: Yeah, I mean, if
1: you and by borderline, you, I mean he is rapey about it because he's <laughs> trying to get her so drunk that she can't say no.
2: If you look at it with a kind eye, he's trying to get a girlfriend because he's awkward and by he's getting her
1: alcohol. so drunk to bang her.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah. yes, yes, yes.
1: Works we're out. getting we're getting close to like Revenge of the Nerds, <laughs> but they territory.
2: didn't do it. But well, they didn't do it. Like Revenge of the But the of it. like, it's but, such a. There's nothing to that premise, and all of the, like. You fit this whole story into this one simple night and this one simple party, and it it works so well. And like, because everything else is so like high concept now after twenty (laughs) fifteen. It's like you can't do like you really like maybe they need to try simple again. I'm a professional screenwriter. (laughs) You need to try simple again. Yeah, but see,
1: (laughs) I think you're oversimplifying what was simple. Like even with Anchorman. Yes, the plot is, like, paper thin. But it's what around it matters more than the overall plot and how they do it. Because I would argue the same thing with Superbad. That, yes, the plot is paper thin. But what you have around it is so, like, important. Because it's not, like, plot, well, important, and can make movies not as good as I think they should be. A la Mario. For me, personally. I know other people say it's amazing. It's the chemistry and relationships you have between people. That's what makes Anchorman so good. It's because of how well all these people could play off of each other. And that's what makes Superbad so well, is because of how well all those people can play off of each other. And I think that's what's hurt comedy the most, is that we don't... We haven't found great connections with people anymore.
3: Yeah, there's no...
1: In the movie we saw recently with Renfeld, like, I mean, recently, it's been a while since that came out. But... The connection with Nick Cage in that movie is spectacular. But the dude who plays Renfeld and Aquafina had no fucking chemistry and makes that movie grind to a halt whenever they're on stage, like on screen together. There's just not been a lot of good chemistry in comedy for a while. And that's what's hurting it so much is we're not getting these groups that came from things like, oh, my God. And I just blinked on the show. Joe, you love that show. What's it called? The Uh... Appetite Show. Freaks Freaks and Geeks. geeks. Freaks and Geeks. We're not getting those type of early comedies that build these groups of people (laughs) that then turn into these movies. And SNL hasn't been churning out people who then make comedies
2: anymore. And also, the like the entertainment world is sexless now too, and that I think adds to that, where like everything is so like Marvel has a internals movie with three humps in it and so like you're just no, never gonna
1: let that go are you no
2: it's very very important <laughs> So like but, having but, a there's and, and movies are sexless and like sex breeds tension and tension breeds comedy and like sex is hot yeah
0: i think i think it's just for like that you know at this time for 20, 2004 you know this cast is just a bunch of big names that didn't work together at the time. While in current movies, it's the same five people that's in a Marvel movie that are now going to be doing a, you know, a voice acting movie or a at drama movie. But it's the same three, four people from the same movie that we get in every in, more recently. And now, instead of a big ensemble of people that hey, this is their first time or second time working together, now it's you know it's. Five people, the same movie, six times now. You know, well, like uh, Kevin Hart, like example, Kevin Hart and The Rock, Jumanji, two times. Um, Central Intelligence.
2: <laughs> yeah. Intelligence God is
0: fucking garbage. There's three, you know I mean? Like, there's, you know, they just been constantly. Well, you sure working are short, there.
2: Kevin.
1: <laughs> you sure are big, Rock.
0: Well, in this movie, they bring they talk about a whale's vagina, which is so funny. A whale's vagina. <laughs> when in Rome.
1: I don't think, I think it's for St. Diago.
0: No. Nah, I, it got lost in the transcripts of. Yeah.
2: And my one, one quick Marvel thing I want to talk about is it sucks that like Thor 3 is probably like my favorite Marvel movie, I think. And it sucks that that is like very funny in parts. <laughs> I think kind of eh, sort of Marvel funny, but like, that's where a major like a lot of the comedy that you're lived within. Was within Thor 3. Like, that shouldn't be where comedy is living.
1: Your boy Tiki's making a new movie, too. We'll see if that brings uh, back comedy.
2: Take uh, out there making fucking Hitler movies. <laughs> it's, a,
1: it's not a Hitler movie, is it?
2: No, it's a previous. This his, his like little cutesy indie comedy hit, Hitler movie.
0: Anything oh, yeah. No.
1: Jojo for Rabbits? Yeah. Yes. What the fuck that was called?
0: Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: I don't know if I would say there was a cutesy Hitler movie, Keith. I think you're really changing what that movie was about.
2: Like yeah, the I kid mean, is yeah. a
1: Hitler youth, but like I don't think it was praising Hitler.
2: No, no, it wasn't praising Hitler. And I forget my point.
1: <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I'm not as I'm not a tiki fan as much as the next guy right now, but
2: <laughs> his brand of comedy doesn't quite do it for me. So I guess that's where I was you going. You should watch
1: the trailer for this new movie. I bet it will not be for you. It wasn't <laughs> for me. I'm like, oh, God, it's fucking the newest Thor all over again.
0: <laughs> Wait, what now? What movie? It yeah, was this movie. It's like a
1: soccer movie. Like, oh, sc-
0: uh, score. Cool the next or goal. The next yeah, goal.
1: I think it's like a South African thing or something. It's uh, got Samoa. Um, benders I- in it. Yeah. So, like, I mean, at least you have Magneto in the movie, so that could save it, because he's but, fucking spectacular.
0: By the way, Keith, you know, how long did it take that Ron and Veronica get their cocktails when they ordered it? <laughs> how long? Take, take long. a guess.
1: 69 seconds.
2: Was it Was it really fast, or was it really long? I don't remember. We'll take a
0: guess. That's on
2: I'm Four minutes. 12 seconds. Nice. <laughs> Picked the vermouth outside with a pair of steel-toed boots.
0: <laughs> Yaz flute. Um, but yeah, this movie is just, I think, it's just fantastic in that fun way of, you know, as we said, that the actors are trying to be serious, but the movie's not, to the point of, you know, hey, where'd you get your clothes from? The pants store, you know, or...
1: God, Steve, like, for a jumping-off place for Steve Carell, watching this back... Yes, Will Ferrell is like kind of the heart and soul of this movie, but I don't know if this movie is what it is without Steve Carell. <laughs> he like adds so much to so many bits. Like the I love lamp thing is such an important <laughs> scene in this movie.
0: Uh The, you know, who are you? You know, I, you know at the, after the, the uh battle, it's like, uh, you know, I'm I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm Brian Fantana. I'm Brian Fantana. You know, you know, you know. You're 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 Brick. I'm Brian Fantana.
1: God, in the throwaway line at the end of it, which like so many Zoomers, if they watch this movie, won't understand, but saying how he has he's married with eleven children and is now like a member of the Bush administration. Yeah. Like, God damn it, that's so funny now. <laughs>
2: Oh, and by the just t- totally tangent, but this movie like looked pretty good. I like the like the yeah. camera like filter they were using and like the suits and like the like the, the I Maybe guess the, produ- green- the production. Was supposed the-
1: to be sixties,
2: seventies, seventies, but like the production was just hitting. I liked how the movie like the party scene looked good. It's- it was
1: we're right on that cusp of film still being filmed and film and not yeah. the, like early digital cameras that don't upscale now and look like shit. Mm-hmm. So like this stuff can still upscale and look, it's why things like Smokey and the Bandit can get upscaled and look better from thing- yeah. than things from like 2008 is because the cameras they use, the digital cameras they use in 2008 can't upscale. Like, cause I mean, film, like actual strips of film, you can upscale. But you can't with the shitty digital cameras they use. So we're right on that cusp of like, things are gonna look real shitty if you try to watch them back. Mm-hmm. But this and, one, still in the good part.
2: Yeah, and like the like the all the the party scenes and the way like the the movie this like looked and the way they pieced together like the zoo and the like just the scenes inside the studio, it like really bummed me out how like. We're still getting the last dregs of COVID shooting movies, where right? you'll never see like more than six people on a shot. <laughs> like,
1: I think we're gonna be done with that pretty soon. I think that's gonna be gone here pretty soon. Yeah, you know. eventually. Boys, Hopefully, boys, yeah. I need you to come here. I need you to come here. Come see how good I look.
0: <laughs> like you know, it's just that you know this fun stuff about the movie of like um, you know, the whole point you know is. Veronica wants to be lead anchor and it's a man's game and man's world. And when she becomes co-anchor and it's like, you know, how can we fuck her over tits McGee? And then she's like, tits McGee's out on vacation. And then Ron's like, and I'm tits. Ron.
1: Don't get me wrong. Women really rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom.
0: Loud noises.
1: And the menstruation brings bear line, like that lasted for so
0: long. But Burgundy, you know, oh, that, that's on the list of the, of over-quoted. the references. Right, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. But like, Burgundy is one of those, like, movies of most, one of the most probably quotable movies of all time in that way of like, you know, it has more quotes that you can do instead of. You know, most movies. I mean,
1: it's a movie that's two decades old at this point, which hurts yep. my soul. Um, this, I hate that this is just making me feel fucking ancient. But it's still like we still use quotes from it today. Like it's still in our lives. What? Like we still use it today.
0: The Human Torch was denied a bank loan.
2: For uh, I was about to say for like better and worse, but like mostly for worse, like. It's so annoying for you. To quote man
0: No,
1: <laughs> I mean maybe if you're fucking hate fun,
2: yeah,
0: Debbie <laughs> Downer.
1: Like, let's be honest. If the three of us decided to this summer take a trip down to San Diego, one of us, when we got down there, would be like, "Sure, is nice to be inside this whale's vagina." One of be us be fun would make put, that like
2: joke. It'd be fun to put like all put like fifty dollar bills inside of a cup. <laughs> like whoever says San Diego first, <laughs> yeah. uh, San Diego. <laughs>
1: And just whoever, like, I guess it'd be the last one standing gets to win 150. Santiago, yeah. shit.
0: Yeah. Hey, can you can you pronounce this for me, please? And Diego. Diego. San Diego Yeah. No, no. Say it lot longer. Like, say yeah. it if you have food in your mouth. <laughs> you know, you sex panther wearing son of a 60% bitch.
1: 60% Of the time, it works. Every time, is that going to be the one, Keith? Is that the most overquoted one for you?
2: <laughs> no, it's not. No, oh, okay. but um, uh, I think Apatow single handedly like brought back and ruined comedy all within his like his tower of power.
1: <laughs> I think it's fair take, everyone tries to copy it now because yeah. it's what's success. I mean, no, so few people put out like original stuff now and have it be successful. <clears throat> What, I'm what interested d- to see what the fucking price tag was on this movie.
2: I'll be interested what, for that one. Oh, what do you guys think about Please Don't Destroy? That's sort of the new comedy group.
0: Oh, that's the SNL No Guys. I don't yeah, mind. The SNL them. Guys. I don't think I've don't, seen that yet.
2: I'm I'm a fan. They've got this like they do the absurd angle well. They like they do like they'll have like a really absurd scenario and they all keep straight faces and they're good at that bit.
1: Wait, 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 wait. That's not SNL then.
2: Keith. No,
0: it's SNL. No, no. Yeah, no, no, no. it's the People don't keep straight guys.
1: faces in SNL.
2: That's not well, these
0: that's guys not how do. It works. These guys do. That can't be true. That's
2: because it's it's pre-filmed and pre-recorded. Breaking fucking Bone Yang breaks. He's so he I I'm a psycho. I watch every SNL. <laughs> That's cool. Oh, that's A-ing. right.
1: I remember because the only one I've seen recently was, um, the Yast daddy of our generation now. Pedro Pascal. Uh, Pedro Pascal. See Joe had still yeah. knew, and he was like breaking every single one of Pedro's <laughs> fucking bits because of how funny yeah.
2: Pedro was.
0: Zamba 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 zamba. Yep, that's Spanish. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but yeah, breaking, breaking's usually not funny.
1: Fucking, he is. You Fallon, you piece of fucking shit! Your I think, terrible. I swear to God,
2: sometimes I do it on purpose <laughs> to like try to no. be viral or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, guys, you guys want to take a uh, a shot of the dark of what the budget was for Anchorman? I bet it was a lot.
1: I bet, it, bet it wasn't because was like... no one's really a huge name yet. I'm going to say twelve million.
0: Avatar's got a big name, and I think he's, he did, but that he's day. not. He's not part of the movie. Keith It's a McKay movie.
2: Yeah,
0: that's true. Apple go. just, just in it as he says he's the guy that says it's Bigfoot stick.
2: Nineteen million.
0: Well, Keith, you're closer.
2: Damn it.
0: Twenty-six million.
2: Yeah, damn.
0: Yep. The gross for this movie domestically got eighty-five million, internationally only five. So it got 90 million dollars.
1: That blows my mind that this movie wasn't bigger than that. That blows my mind.
0: DVD mm-hmm. sales they used that used to that DVD used to sales. So let's go to the box office for July 9th to July be... 11th of 2004. I bet it sucks. Okay, let's find out. Uh, coming at number ten in its first week with four million. A uh, the sl- it's sleepover, it's a uh, kids, uh child movie. Uh, number nine in its eighth week with four point four million. A kids, a child's movie. That sounds like an increment yeah. line. <laughs> it's a child's movie. Uh, Shrek two. Number eight in its fourth week with four point nine million. The terminal. Oh yeah. <laughs> number hey, I'm seven. Tom Hanks. I'm in an airport. Hey. Number okay, seven.
1: And in- before you keep going, am I the only one who's over Tom Hanks? I'm kind of done with Tom Hanks. He can yeah. retire now and go away. Yeah,
0: he I'm slays good. in Elvis. That's what I'm gonna say. People didn't like him in Elvis. That's the greatest. <laughs> they were wrong. Keith, they have, were fucking wrong.
1: Keith, you have bad takes. I'm just gonna say it. You have weird takes that. Well, no, not say bad because that's obviously this <laughs> is a form and everyone's allowed to like enjoy art in a different way. But you are a very against the grain type person when it comes. Like, you are one of the few people alive still that's like M. Night Shyamalan makes good movies.
2: Fucking then Tom Hanks straight up made up an accent, and I'm pretty sure yeah, they're like, "No, that's kind of silly." Tom.
1: <laughs> people were like, "That's stupid," and he sounds stupid.
2: And then he's you, like, "No, I'm sticking with it."
1: Too often, the, you the... love things that are bad.
0: Ah, uh, hey. number seven. In its fourth week with 5.7 million, Dodgeball, a true underdog story.
1: These were out at the same time. That's crazy. No,
0: comedy, number dude. S- Two. Number imagine having being able to go to
2: that in the same fucking
0: week. That's number crazy. six in its third week with 6.2 million, White Chicks.
1: Jesus Christ! These three movies were out at the same time. That's crazy.
0: Is
2: uh, the number- Cider House Rules on this list? <laughs>
0: Keith, Sider House Rules came out in uh, 99 I'm
2: going to get deep
1: in my bag, and this is going to be a Keith out of left field thought. Do you think comedies hit so hard in this current time period because (laughs) we're in the post nine eleven world that's so... People are still rocked. So things like comedies, especially comedies that allow you to disassociate, like Anchorman, and there are plenty of people in this world who love white chicks, like movies that allow you to be completely disconnected from the actual real world, hit harder.
2: All I'm yeah. gonna, all I'll say is it's silly to think that something like nine eleven doesn't impact culture.
1: I'm, I'm saying this to be honest keith like are these move like are comedies in this period so much bigger because people were searching for comedy in that aspect of life people didn't want like to deal with like huge drama and sad stuff because we had enough of that in our real lives
2: and the the, the other end of that yo-yo you're talking about is why batman begins <laughs> was so popular
1: because yeah, people needed the hero that one,
2: the gritty, and it's like dark and gritty and uh, serious. Like,
1: like I, there's an argument to be made for that. I'm getting in my Keith bag for this one, but like, maybe that's, that's why there's so much Keith, Keith, Keith bag. My Keith bag, hell yeah! You know? <laughs> but there you go. I, pull, I pulled the 9/11 reference out for once, game.
0: Uh, coming at number five in its third <laughs> week with 6.5 million, the notebook.
1: Oh, my wife loves that movie. That was the first movie I ever saw with my current wife in theaters.
0: Coming in at number four in its third week with Joe 11 million.
1: Joe gives no cares about my two-decade-long relationship. He's like, we have a three-decade-long relationship. Fuck her.
0: Three, uh, number, uh, third week, four number four in its third week with 11 million. Fahrenheit 9-11. That's not the Michael B. Jordan one. <laughs> Michael, Michael B. Moore. Michael B. Moore.
1: Oh, that Fahrenheit. Okay.
2: God, yeah, that dude
1: was huge
2: for
0: like... Wait, that a made like... That made box office money. I mean, that movie's great. It was like... Our brains really did melt. <laughs> uh, number three in its first week with 15 million, King Arthur. Me and dude, King Saul. Clive Owen Dog. We oh, saw that. Okay. fifty. Yep.
1: I missed the buck 50.
0: Uh Coming in at number two in its first week with 28 million, Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. Wait, did you say it came in at number two? Correct. Fuck,
1: 2004. It must be a Spider-Man film.
0: Coming in at number one in its second week with 45000000 million, Spider-Man 2. Fucking nailed it. it. Nice.
1: Fucking, Give me my hand job.
0: Uh, Let's go to the ratings. IMDb gave this a 7.1 out of 10. Rotten Tomato, all critics, gave this a 66. Uh top critic 65, but the audience gives this an eighty-six.
1: That's so crazy. Spider-Man 2, fantastic film. I look forward to doing the O oh, well, not like the OG, but doing they're the Raimi? Yeah, they're the
0: The Raimies.
1: The yeah. Raimi. That's doing the Raimi. The third one just kills the other one. The first two Spider-Mans are still like arguably some of the best like superhero movies ever made.
0: I don't see it. Like I don't I gotta rewatch them, but like I don't see. Dude, you don't see, the I didn't second see it.
1: Spider-Man with Doc Oct, like that movie, fucking just slaps. That movie is fucking spectacular.
0: That's what they say, but I don't know.
1: I'll always remember Keith. Was it the first or second Spider-Man where you digged some chick's car at the movie? Who? You had to write an apology <laughs> note. It always,
2: was a. Uh, I'll always we were, remember Spider-Man
1: yeah. for that.
2: It was at that was at Regal Eight. Or Cinema 8. Yeah, the,
1: old, the old... Cinema DRC World 8. Yeah. I'll always remember that. Yeah, Stupid that was a silly moment. Kids. But also, that's crazy. Spider-Man 2 made in its second week half of what fucking Anchorman made in its entire run. What the fuck? That movie was huge.
0: Yeah. Before we uh, glaze them, we're gonna rank them as. Uh, I got a, a quick good. Ebert. Hold on, I got a cookie. Oh Ebert. yeah, I forgot your Ebert. Forgot is is he alive?
2: The, he hella very alive. alive in the flesh. He's got actual flowing blood, and he eats food and poops and shits and pisses and talks. But um, give it three out of four stars, and I got a little reading series that I picked because it sounds like something Ron Burgundy would say. So it was very funny. Um. Pretend I'm doing uh, Will Ferrell, Ron Burgundy voice. I have known and worked with a lot of anchor persons, even female anchor persons over the years. (laughs) I can tell you that almost all of them are good people, smart professionals who don't take themselves too seriously. But every once in a while you get a Ron Burgundy and you kind of treasure him because you can dine out on the stories for years.
1: That's amazing. That's so good.
0: (laughs) So we'll be uh, ranking the best cameo, the Ronnie, Overquoted and movie. So let's do a uh, best cameo.
1: I was making fun of it and think it might be offensive in the current day and age. But Ben Stiller is arguably the biggest person in this movie. That's like. And he's just like some random dude who just drops a <laughs> shitty line. Like that was a pretty great cameo for Ben Stiller.
0: My vote's Jack Black. I'm Jack Black. Although oh, I like mean, Jack, Black, <laughs> Jack
1: Black at that point, though?
0: Yeah. yeah, He was, to me, school, he was Tenacious School D. of Rock, Tenacious D.
1: What did School of um, uh, we, I've been talking about School of Rock with my wife lately, because that movie fucking slaps, and I want to rewatch it.
0: School, school of Rock came, kind of came out Nickelodeon in Nickelodeon a
1: shitty, like, series School of Rock. Fuck you, Nickelodeon. Gross. So, oh, three. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, Jack Black is Jack Black at the time because this is his top. I mean, that's
1: still, like, his first movie. I still don't know if he's, like, what Jack Black... Like, he's still (laughs) not, like, Jack Black at that point.
0: Well, let's Like, I would still
1: say most people know him for Tenacious D at that point. Then they would have known him for that movie.
2: I'm a weirdo, Um, and I was obsessed with High Fidelity. So, I was a High Fidelity, Tenacious D guy.
0: Yeah, High Fidelity came out in 2000. You have... That was the first
2: um, DVD I ever saw. Was
0: High Fidelity. <laughs> then, hang on, let's see. I feel like Fast oh, and oh, Furious
1: might have been my first DVD. Uh,
0: <laughs> what What about Bob was my first one? I got it at got it at Costco. Um, he was in the Jack in the Jackal '97. He was in um, Jackal, High Jack- Fidelity in 2000. Saving son. In. Saving Silverman in O one, Tenacious oh, D. Saving God. Silverman. He's in Shallow How in O one, O two's Orange Orange County, and like this, this is peak. This is peak. You know, <laughs> like, uh, fucking hat Black. <laughs> I'm a mime. I'm a mime. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. Because then after he does Nacho Libre, the Tenacious D movie, the Holiday Walk. Um, you know I'm Kung Fu Panda, Tropic Thunder. This is after um uh Anchor so. But I'm going to Jack Black cuz did not see that coming. Uh what is your uh overquoted? think Keith? Okay. Keith has to start cuz right, this is first. his. You ruined the one that I don't the one that I he, don't want to hear. I know yeah, he stop. didn't do
1: he didn't he didn't do the stab.
2: God stop. Okay, here's Kill the bit. Him,
0: <laughs> God they say the funny. thing,
2: I say stop, S-T-A-H-H-H-P. God damn you. Very funny. Very so good. God just, very good. I'm strangle you. But so hard. if someone is uh if someone is an Anchorman fan today and they're 17 in 10 years old when they're 27 and when they're in a break room and someone asked them like how the microwave works and they say, I don't know, it's science.
1: Oh yeah. It's science. That is. Oh, pretty... I say it's science all the time. Though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Uh, The man, the man's brain is bigger than a woman's brain. It's science, that was a pretty yeah. I say it's science.
0: I always say it's science when someone goes like, "Hey, why did this not work?" I go, "Oh no, it's science."
2: Maybe I'm doing a really like kind of passive, little uh, childish way of just needling at Joe here because when he says
0: it's science, it like bugs me.
1: (laughs) Jesus Christ! You know, (laughs) you know,
0: you know, I you know I'll be analytical science here when I say you know what bugs me is when someone has a gimmick, a shtick to do and he doesn't do it right. You know, but isn't goes,
1: that that's Keith's shtick at this point? Is that he fails
2: his
0: shtick? He's a disappointment. Damn Maybe it. Maybe I arranged that. Wouldn't
2: that be a good it's bit? No, <laughs> that's <not, was> funny.
0: <laughs> Keith,
1: you're not nearly smart or clever enough to have done that bit. So, no, that's not what happened.
2: <laughs> oh, man.
1: Like, you're oh, cute. Man. You've got that going for you. <laughs> you're cute. And if you were gay, people would <laughs> love you as a bear, but.
2: It's fine. I, I can only get by on that look so far.
1: Yeah, well, it's a good thing you have a partner now, so because <laughs> that that train is a coming to the end of its station. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Although you pull off the uh, the white fox pretty well,
2: that's all I got. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got the salt. And, you've got the George Clooney salt and pepper working for you. But you also have the problem I have, where if our hair starts getting too long, it is not a good look
2: yeah gotta keep it real short <laughs> real tight.
1: Oh, my most overquoted
2: stop
1: stop <laughs> I think it has to be like one that I quote way too often and it's definitely been used way too much from this film of 60 percent of the time it works <laughs> every time that that line exists everywhere to this day.
0: Ooh, mine might be bush league because I say that no, a lot. I say bush league all the time, and I still think yeah. it's good.
1: That's God. That's opening scene. <laughs> bush
0: league. She's he's gonna put Coringstone on. Um, what would be my?
1: I'm in a glass case of emotion, guys. You know, guys, is I it mean, bush league for the three of us? I mean, we're bush league.
0: Yeah, diversity. We have diversity here. Yeah, we do. I don't think the networkers going to care about an old wooden ship.
1: God, what's his name? Who's playing the head of the?
0: Harkin. Fred, Willard. Oh. Fred Willard. Fred Willard. Yeah.
1: Him. Oh my God! I didn't realize there was a fucking school shooting joke in this film. Okay? Oh, yeah. oh that was good. It. yeah,
0: What the <laughs> he, fuck? He's just going through a phase. You know, that dude we, is an improv we, professional because he's from the like dude, his the best show and shit. The
1: film is such a great playoff of what everyone else is doing. we
0: uh, you know <laughs> we've all looked at pornographic stuff, right? Oh, you haven't? <laughs> he's on something yeah, called Sorry, sorry sister. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I don't haven't looked at that either. Listen, um,
1: Harry, put the gun down and let the band yeah. go, or <laughs> say it's some a Yeah,
0: or say it's a ge- uh, goof or something. Um, I'll just say glass case of emotion.
1: That was, that was really quoted a lot for a good
0: decade. But like, I, I, I say all the, I, 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 myself, I quote myself as. I feel like Keith
1: was taking a fucking shot at you.
0: I I think he did. It was, you know, I'm a fucking, every movie now, I'm going to take a shot at him, you know, just fucking stab him. Keith, if
1: there's one thing we know about our good friend, Joe. Is that he'll run a joke into the fucking ground before (laughs) I'll let it go.
0: And I'm not gonna let this one go, my as I'm looking at his
1: fucking name for this week as I'm Ron (laughs)
2: Morbius. Morbius. He hasn't let the Morbius
1: joke go since Terminator. That was months ago. (laughs) I'm Ron Morbius. Okay, when you say it like that, though, that's actually pretty goddamn funny. (laughs) I almost sent you a picture this week, Joe. My son got a gift for his birthday, which was like months ago at this point. He just got around to building it of a Spider-Man car where the villain he's facing in that box is
0: Morbius. Yep. It well, does not lose.
1: look like Jared.
0: <laughs> I want the quotes that is. I don't think it's, uh, uh, it's Dorothy Mantooth. You know, we take her oh, after a nice seafood dinner and we'll never call, call her again. again.
1: Dorothy Mantooth is a saint.
0: Uh, one, one I would say one of my favorite lines is the is this one of the s- scenes. It's when Brick is, they're all hitting on Veronica and Brick. Uh, we want to go to the par- pants party party in my pants. Like, George, Brick, are, are you ch-
1: inviting me to a party in your pants? And I'm invited.
0: Yes. Not. <laughs> no, I'll be a no. The Ian? bit
1: that makes that so good, though, is when he says Ian afterwards. Ian? That's what sells that bit.
0: Yes. <laughs> Ian, you want to go? No. All right, let's no, go. No, Brick. <laughs> let's go. Uh, What is your Ronnie?
1: It's when Coringstone walks into the office and he's working out. Oh, yeah. That's my Ronnie. That's the Ron Burden. That's mine, just, too. Like, I only have back. a short amount Shit. of time. I don't have time to get to the gym. Yeah.
2: Okay, no more line references, but Quits, my don't, thing... Quit say,
0: referencing your arms as guns.
2: I, I say Tuesday's arms and back so much. Yes, or <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> so, okay, my Ronnie's jazz flute.
1: God damn it, it is so good. <laughs> Mr. Burgundy, you get up there and you play a little jazz flute for us.
3: New
2: what does famous. he yell?
1: What's the thing that he yells during the jazz flute bit? Hey,
2: yeah I oh, okay. yeah, oh, yeah. He's, doing, he's doing the Jeff toll song he's just the... yeah.
1: <laughs> he, he slides under a stall to some dude booping. <clears throat>
2: mm-hmm.
0: news team assemble uh, ron we've been here the whole time oh that that bit was okay. pretty good panda watch um so since this is the first movie it's number one on the list right now so uh and we'll be. Be. Yeah, <laughs> let me just tell you what. <laughs> uh, Spoiler alert. alert!
1: Spoiler alert! I am never watching Aqu- Aquaman, Aquaman Aqu- two again after we watch it for this next
0: week. As you said, prior, as leading up to the show, you haven't watched in a while, but okay. But I'll, I'll just put it down there. Um, let's play some stars,
1: gentlemen. I. I think it's time I taught you what glazing of stars really meant. Like, I don't think you've ever really grasped it. So there's really only one way I can describe it. I'm going to find my baby, going to hold her tight, going to grab some afternoon glaze. My motto's always been when it's right, it's right. Why wait until the middle of the cold, dark night? Oh, everything's a little clearer in the light of day. And we know the night is always going to be there anyway. Thinking of yous, working up my appetite. Looking forward to a little afternoon glaze. Rubbing sticks and stones together make the sparks ignite. And the thought of loving yous get me so excited. Sky rockets in flight. Whoop! Whoop. Afternoon glaze! Whoop! Afternoon glaze!
0: bump wow. bump bump
1: and that's what that's what it is boys that's yep. that's that's what it is
2: glaze
0: out
1: afternoon glaze
0: with, with everything i want to know everything glaze um, out for Harambe. the this we're... is so
1: hard like i don't know how to glaze this properly cuz i don't <laughs> have enough connection to 20 to 2003 me anymore
0: yeah What do you give it, Keith? All right, am I up? Okay.
2: Yeah, I'm up. So, 2004, Keith, laughing in the theater with literal tears coming down my face. So this is a five star movie. I've had a uh, shit ni- nineteen years ago when this came out. Right. <laughs> Damn, nineteen years of watching this movie, probably like eighteen thousand three hundred eighty-three times in that span. Is like, like, I get it. I get why it's good. And um, it ain't five, but it sure as hell is four. Very, very good.
1: Just a flat four? Yeah, flat four. See, and that's... If I had to rank it just by current me, 2023 me, watching this for however many times I've watched it, I would go with Keith and say four. But I think that's not doing the movie the justice it deserves. We need to think more to first us stupid us boys i'm gonna give my first five hey! Man is a. Wow. Hey! if i'm gonna watch a movie and feel like i'm just like smiling the whole time even if i'm not laughing just because of how great the movie is and there's still bits this long after that can get me to bust a laugh for a movie i've seen this many times It's got it's got to be a five. It is legitimately the perfect comedy of our generation. I'm stuck. Uh,
0: 2004, Joe. It was a five. 2023, Joe. It's a five. I, I I I quote this goddamn movie all the time. You can take shots at me all you want, Keith, because it's science.
2: It's science, that but was, no, that was pretty clever in the science thing you just did that
0: Yeah, yeah thank you. And I'll be burnt <laughs> fucking down to the ground. Um, but no, this is is a five for me.
2: That
1: brings Damn. Anchorman: The Legend of Ron Burgundy out a four point six seven, our highest rated movie of twenty twenty
3: three. Damn, killing! And boys,
1: it. I'm proud of us. We got through this entire podcast without talking about Fast Ten at all. That was just last week. We did that, and we've gotten through it. We haven't talked about it at all. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of us that we haven't talked about Vin Diesel,
0: as we should. And his family.
1: Dude, uh, you really so, died. That, that was crazy. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> Shut
0: up. <laughs> um, well, I just I'm,
1: I was happy John Cena finally got his hug. There
0: it is. <laughs> uh, pre-glaze here. Uh, Ricky, you went four and a half. I went four and a half. Keith, you went three and three quarters. Weird. That was a dumb number to pick.
1: Well, you were you were in that, like, I don't think Apatow's gonna, like, live up to it. I think that was a fair take. But the movie itself lived up to it. Four and six, seven. I have to check real quick. Let me pull this up. Four and six, seven. That becomes our fourth highest rated movie ever Sick. here on the Fake Movie Experts. Because Matrix is one, right? Matrix is one at 4.92. Then the yep. thing then Ghostbusters, then Austin Powers, (laughs) then Fast Five. So uh, Austin Powers and Fast Five move down. This also will bump the Terminator off of our top 10.
0: Damn. Wow. 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 So our next movie is going to be Anchorman 2 The Legend Continues. Worst Your preglaze.
1: I almost said two because I, I'm i spiteful, but it's probably not that bad. But I don't think it's going to be what counts as a good movie to me, which is a three. So I'm going to go two and three quarters.
2: Keith?
0: 3.25 Burgundy. You
1: think it's going to be just above a good movie, huh? Mm-hmm.
0: I think it would be a three. Um... I've seen it a couple times after, but like it was been on TV and I'm not really paying attention to it or I'm going to bed. So I just put it on because it's a movie I know I can just fall asleep to not in that bad way, but just put it on. So
1: there's a pretty high percentage chance that this will be my second viewing ever of this movie. (laughs) I don't think I've viewed this movie again since I've seen it in theaters.
2: Yeah. We're, re- we're really about to see the
0: true David Keckner, or however you say his name.
1: Oh, that's rude.
0: <laughs> or how Adam McKay does it, Keith. This is not an a- Apatow movie, goddammit. <laughs> McKay. It's a McKay film written by but McKay. But it's the
1: Apatow verse in Keith's minds.
0: Yeah. Yep. Just get th- the verse. It
2: makes sense. It it's does like make a. Sense. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I was well, so we'll f- caught off guard by that young Seth Rogan. That caught me so off guard.
0: <laughs> Fuck
1: you, Donkey Kong, you piece of shit. Ruin that <laughs> movie for me.
0: <laughs> nah. Well, coming here next week on Fake Movie Experts, Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues. You can fi- you can go to nosoentertainment.com. That's right, nosoentertainment.com. We can find all the podcasts, everything that we do for you. You can find us on the social medias on the Facebook, Twitter, and the Instagram at no-so-ent or no-so-entertainment. You can uh, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts.
1: Keith, you eat the cat poop for failing at the fucking bit. You eat the cat poop.